Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by From Within Records. If you haven't yet, please do yourself a favor. Go follow them on Instagram and Twitter. Thank me later. They always have awesome news and stuff popping off over there on social media. So please make sure to follow them. Also, new music coming this year. MH Chaos about to hit the studio. I love Chicago hardcore. Scranton, Wilkes-Barre area. Warren dropping the Human Work LP. I'm definitely looking forward to that. I got trolled on YouTube. Shout out to Dan for getting me, but I'm definitely looking forward to that new record coming from them. Also, Payback Discography coming soon on CD. I'm definitely looking forward to that. I can't wait to check that out. So please support from within records because they support us. On today's episode, the first podcast of 2020, I was so happy to track down Andrew and Keith from Payback, two people that I just love talking to. They love hardcore. They've been on the podcast before. Super awesome dudes. It was fun to be able to catch up with them, talk about Payback and how last year was for them. And I'm definitely looking forward to the future for the band and see everything that they do. I seriously love Payback. I can't wait to pick up that CD once it comes out. And I'm definitely looking forward to hearing the new record whenever it drops because everything they've put out so far has been super awesome. Seeing them at FYA was super fun. That set still resonates with me. I just watched it the other day on YouTube and it was fucking awesome. I was so happy and feel very blessed that I was able to be there in person and experience it live. Hopefully I can get back to that soon. But I hope you guys all had a safe New Year's. I hope you guys are all doing well. Thank you for returning to the podcast. I greatly appreciate it. Hopefully this year will be better than the last. I plan on trying to do bigger and better things, bring on fun people. So so strap in and without further ado, welcome Andrew and Keith to the show. Welcome to the podcast, Andrew and Keith. How's it going, guys? Good. Pretty good. Pretty good. And How you doing? I'm doing great. This is awesome. This is the first podcast of the year. Uh, last year, I started the year off with Sunny from Hey Five Six, and I just uh, just get a lot of love from your guys' area out there, and uh, you know the PA hardcore. So I reached out and wanted to have you guys on and just kind of continue that trend. So I really appreciate you guys being down to come on and be the first episode of 2021. Psyched to be the first episode. Psyched to be on. Thanks for having us on. So I'm just curious. Uh, obviously, it's it's been like uh, you know 2020 was a crazy year, but as far as um, you guys, uh, you guys both play in a band called Payback. Uh, can you guys talk about what the year was like for the band and um, what you guys have been up to lately? For the band, all right. So we started off the year on a high note for sure. We uh, we played FYA, I guess like the first weekend of of 2020. And uh, that was probably the best show we ever played. I think I think it's safe to say. So we were really looking forward to 2020 as a band because we thought big things were ahead. And then I, I want to say we only played maybe one more show in 2020 yeah. in, up in Wilkes-Barre with uh, Restraining Order and Willem Mall. But I, I don't know if we played another show or not. Um, 
but that's a, that's pretty much how, where our year began. How our year began and ended. It ended with uh, with FYA, which was awesome. That was that that was like a set I'll never forget. And then uh, it ended in February uh, for payback and Wilkes-Barre. But uh, yeah, that's 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 how twenty twenty went for payback uh, as far as uh, the band went. Um, we're supposed to do a record, but uh, it didn't really work out. Um, obviously, because everything everything went south in 2020 so that's kind of where we're at right now and you guys had this record planned are all the songs already written and you guys just weren't able to record or you guys just kind of put a pause on that whole process Uh, i'd say i'd say a little bit of both so um the process kind of fell on its face and we definitely should have been practicing a lot more writing a lot more but um ant and i have gotten together and we have uh, he has actually all the songs uh, written on guitar together on the drums. And we saw we saw a lot of work to do on them. So we're looking at this next year, hopefully, um, putting this out with uh, from within. So that's what that's what our goal is for for this year is to actually do that, and maybe maybe even do like a, another song or kind of. But yeah, we working on songs and covers and trying to keep our mind moving with with the band look where we're you know we're alive and you know we're all but we're just a lot of our energy coming from life that's what kind of like our we are so it kind of really kills us to to uh really do anything with it we did um however the one thing we did in 2020, uh, we recorded a live set and um, it was in the works of being put up and it hasn't, it hasn't come to fruition yet. And I don't want to say too much about it because it probably will eventually um, be used for something. But uh, we do, we did do that. We got together. Yeah, we played, yeah, we did play that. So that was <laughs> we played in my garage. The, the problem, that we're not, it's not a problem, but the thing with payback is, is we're five morons, but we love hardcore. So we, uh, we, we should have took the whole year and wrote a whole new record. And Ant did write a lot of stuff because Ant is the man and he writes a lot. But with Carter being our drummer and living in Pensacola, Florida, it's really hard for us to get together, especially during a pandemic, and write a record. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So he actually did try to come up a couple of times to write a record, but um, it, it just didn't it just didn't work out. But Keith and Ant are, are working on it and they're writing stuff because Keith can kind of fumble through songs on the drums so they do have a lot of stuff written i think we're pretty close to having the record done in like a um what's the word in a rough sense not not finished fully mm-hmm. but it's you know yeah well like six songs yeah we got something like that i'm curious because I, I totally forgot about that uh, that live that you guys uh did sunny from hey five six he did he film that yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, because now it's just like I, I totally forgot about that because you know, obviously there's been like uh, you know so many things going on, and like you bring that up and like you know things are going off my brain like oh should I remember seeing them posting stuff on social media from that day, and I just figured it would come out eventually, and then I just kind of forgot about it till you brought it up. So now I'm just like you know tripping out that it, you guys did that because it, it's just like this weird memory that I kind of just like tucked away. But as soon as you brought it up, like all these things started coming back to me. So that's. A pretty cool that you guys did that. I'm looking forward to watching it whenever it does come out. 
we still haven't seen it, but it seems like it's going to be cool when it comes out. <laughs> it, it was it was fun to do. Uh, we did it a few months ago, but while was, while we were talking here, I actually did remember another thing that happened with Payback in 2020. So we um the when all the stuff started going down, we actually had a weekend planned out. Um, what was it? Long Island, New Jersey, and it just was two. good shows. Was it yeah. three show? No, it ended up just being two. So the day the day. Like I was like whatever March 11th or whatever when all everything started shutting down. That was like a Wednesday. That Friday we were supposed to play a show up in um, Long Island with with Pain of Truth maybe. No, they weren't. It wasn't them just yet. I think Michael from Pain of Truth booked the show. That's yeah. but uh, it was just crazy. Like trying to like Carter was coming up here, and then it was just like yeah, all the flights like just like it was like that day that Friday. He was like yeah man, my flight just got like canceled. They're canceling like all flights throughout the country. And it's weird just remembering that how crazy it was at the time because we had no idea what was about to happen. It was like, you know, there's a couple, you know, a few thousand cases in America at that time. And it was just like, like, we had no idea what was coming, but we were, we were like, damn, we can't play these shows. Like, like the show, like, canceled. The show in Jersey canceled. We didn't have a drum where you couldn't leave, like, Florida. Uh-huh. So that was another thing that happened. So that was that was crazy. I'm- yeah, it was a poor choice. Us, Flatline, Living in Fear, Strangle You, and Brute up in and up on Long Island at Shakers. Okay. That was March 13th. That was the day it all ended. That's that's insane. You guys were slated to play Canada as well, right? If I remember correctly. We were supposed to play, uh, yeah, we had a couple shows. Oh, that's right. We were supposed to play Wild Rose um, in Calgary. Obviously, that didn't happen. Yeah, we're going to play the barbecue, which is going to be, that's like the best show of the year. The one that happened was the best show like, I've ever been to. That didn't happen, unfortunately, the Unity Barbecue, but... uh. And then we had Europe booked too. Yeah, we had Europe. Yeah, that didn't happen. Okay. See, and I, for me, hearing that you guys were going to go out to Wild Rose, I was like, wow, that's pretty far because you guys hadn't been to the West Coast yet. And I, I was curious, you know, you guys getting presented with that opportunity to go to Canada. So you guys obviously have these bigger plans to want to travel more as the, as a band. Uh, were there any talks of ever getting out to the West Coast or the Midwest? Yeah, definitely, definitely West Coast, definitely. Yeah. Okay. We were going to come out and play. Um, we wanted to come out and play with um, our boys in MH and Center out in the Midwest. We were talking to them about that a little bit right before all this happened. And uh, we were talking, we gonna, we were, we were setting up something in the West Coast. I thought we were trying to set something up with point of contact. That's right. That's right. But obviously, this is all just like talking for fun at this point. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we definitely have plans. We still would love to do anything like that because, but the thing with a lot of us are like, I know Keith, me, Jake, our bass player, um, we 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 all have full time jobs, so all this stuff we would we can't really ever tour, I guess you could say. But we would love mm-hmm. to, like, we were just gonna fly to Calgary just to play that and fly home. So that yeah, if we ever did anything like that, we'd love to fly out to California and play a few shows out there for sure. Yeah, I, I still feel like that's like kind of like where things kind of shifted, right? For most people, uh, you know, who have like you know careers, stable jobs. Uh, for them to be able to just go do like a regional thing real quick and then go back home makes more sense than trying to you know get time off, get like a whole month off of work just to you know do a full U.S. tour that uh, you know might not be worth it. So um, I look forward to the future whenever it is possible to have you guys out on the West Coast. I think you guys would kill it out here. Oh yeah, we'd love to be able to play out there. West Coast, is awesome. So I am a, a, a bit surprised because obviously uh, uh, the the past year a lot of bands uh, you know still stayed busy put out like a, a lot of music um 
and you guys didn't do that was that just a uh, you guys just wanted to take some time to kind of just like uh, assess and see how the year plays out and not try to rush things um uh i would say a little bit of a lot of things there's like a lot of big life changes i moved into a house um aunt bought it up and he's all over the place he yeah travels all our guitar player man is like he's kind of like I don't, I don't know what you call the band he's like the um he's like the face but Ant's like he's the one who kind of he he you know he writes like all this stuff and he's always like anywhere in the world at any time so we don't even know if he's ever home or what so that has a lot to do with whether or not he's like we can write or do anything like that like i have no idea where he is right now so yeah and i, go, I also would add in the five moron complex and we're also five morons one person in florida one person in jersey and the three of us live like within 15 minutes of each other but still like we're just morons and i really feel like a lot of our i don't know, I don't know how to describe it. a lot of it a lot of payback is live you know mm-hmm. you see in a video or you see a live and it's it's live and I don't, i'm not trying to make an excuse for not writing music or record together I think a lot of the drive comes from from being live and it's just I don't know it's just that we just but you know we, we still with me and Ant have been jamming we still practice we practice the songs we write these songs yeah we're gonna hopefully be able to record the stuff hopefully in the beginning of 2021 here and then uh, and I, I just want to be clear. I don't fault you guys for not doing anything because obviously we're all just kind of navigating through the last year the best we can. So I, I was just curious because obviously, um, in my opinion, um, bands who stayed active, bands who uh, weren't active, um, there's no right or wrong. So I, I was just curious. Right. Oh, yeah. And it was one of those things as, as time went on, like March and April and May, no one was doing anything, let alone getting together. Right? At least around here, it was things were really bad around here. People weren't even, mm-hmm. like I wasn't even hanging out with my friends or seeing anyone I knew. So it was like, as time got on, people, I guess, got more comfortable with getting together. Maybe I didn't know if studios would want to record people, you know, but uh, we did release that little, that two song promo, like right before 2020 started. Like it was like, I don't know, December hey, 30th or something. So I think it was like, of 2019. So that almost counts at that. It might even be 2021. Mm-hmm. What did I say? Oh, yeah. It was 2020 now. Yeah. And it, it, to me, uh, Obviously, we're here. It's the beginning of the year, and it, it kind of blows my mind that I'm here in California. Like we're the worst we've ever been during this whole pandemic. Right. So I'm just uh, hoping, uh, and and I've been hoping th- for a really long time that this thing gets better. Uh, but who knows how it's going to be out out here? I, I've even toyed with the idea of trying to move out of the state and go somewhere else. But, yeah. but that's, it's bad up here too. Really? It's bad. Yeah, we're. I mean, we're so close to Philadelphia, mm-hmm. and you. Know, the major metro New York City is like two hours from here, so it's bad. It's bad here. Too. It's bad everywhere. And have you guys been trying to stay safe for like the you know the the past couple months? You guys been? Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. I take it pretty seriously. I don't go out and I've been to. Well, all the everything in Pennsylvania is pretty extreme. Our governor's like shut everything down again. But I haven't been. I can't remember the last time I've been to like a restaurant or the movies i haven't been to the movies in like a year even if they're open like no one's going because it's like crazy which sucks i miss it i love the movies 
Yeah, but I feel like that whole industry is going to be different by the time I know. Uh, COVID becomes like you know not a big deal anymore. Because look at uh, was it Warner Brothers? They're putting all their movies yeah. on HBO Max like starting this year, which is I, I feel like a good move because you, you think about like the, the way technology is and with streaming. Everybody loves Netflix, um, has Disney Plus, and uh, I feel like that was a good move to try to drive uh, more subscriptions to HBO Max. Uh, right, I, I agree. But yeah, yeah. I used to love going to the theaters. I I would go on like the discount days. I would just go like after work and just try to catch like whatever new movie I wanted. And if I've been to the movies twice since the pandemic started, because there's like a weird stint out here where the movie theater is actually opened, so I was able to watch Tenant uh, two times. And it it was like the, the first time I went, it was like a little weird. Um, but then the second time, it was like you know it was just the same experience. Everybody was like spaced out. Uh, and it was just like watching a normal movie. Just it seemed like I went to like an early showing because there was like forty percent capacity. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I can't remember. I was trying to think of the last movie I saw in theaters. It might have been Rise of Skywalker, but that was like a full year ago. Mm-hmm. I can't remember long since. I went once. I saw an awful movie, but it was the same deal where it was it was space. Who you came with? You could sit together and then. 20, movie that i saw something it was with russell crowe and he put on like 60 pounds awful russell crowe I, I have no idea i'm really bad when it comes to movies because like oh, trust me you don't need to know this movie okay. <laughs> yeah no, I, I have friends who are like movie buffs who know like all the you know producers and actors and actresses and i just i i know like the oh, really famous called, ones um hold on here it's called Unhinged. You don't need to Unhinged, okay. Oh, you know what? I remember them advertising that um, during some UFC events, and they're like, in theaters tomorrow. And I remember being puzzled, like, wait, what theaters are open tomorrow? I, <laughs> I, I definitely remember that movie, that, only because it was promoted during like some UFC events, which is pretty interesting. Um, so From Within put out the One Scene Unity comp, and I, I felt like that was a shoe-in for payback to be on the comp. Uh, were there any talks of you guys being on the first one? There were there were talks, but I don't know. Well, it's one of those things where we were like Carter. He's you know he's our drummer, but he also does from within. I think it was one of those things like if we want to do it, we can do it. But I think he wanted to leave it to all the other bands. Not like he he might have felt kind of weird about putting his own band on. It was one of those mm-hmm. things. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, we had just done the one scene song before that and like that would have been the perfect song for the comp because i mean it's called the ones but uh he also didn't want to reuse any bands release he wanted to be exclusive for everything mm-hmm. so that's why every band did and you know getting him to fly be able to fly back up to track stuff and write it it, it was going to be like a huge hassle and then yeah what andrew was saying and i think he was kicking himself we were all kind of kicking ourselves after because he was like no, they didn't want to play payback on it. Like, oh yeah, I'm gonna throw my band. In. But at the same time, it's like that's the whole point of this. It doesn't matter. Band it is. We're just playing a bunch of awesome bands of different sizes and sounds that all kind of share that idea of a one scene onto one comp. So like, fine on it. But at the end of the day, like that comp is solid front to back and it's not missing. Yeah, what a record! What a good record! Record of the year, I would say. That's the craziest. That's that seriously. Like, as far as quality front to back on a comp, like, is I think it might be ever made. Like, if you went back for track, I wouldn't disagree. 
listening to that for the first time, I was like so blown away how every band killed it. And and sometimes I, I feel like like my view is like a, a little skewed because obviously like I, I know you guys. I'm friends with Carter. Um, I was promoting it uh, in the intros to the podcast. So I, I was, uh, you know, just like talking about it all the time. But then when, when I listened to it, I loved it. But then I, I think the moment for me is when I started seeing some of my friends who just uh, are kind of like in a different part of hardcore posting about it. I was like, oh, dang, like it reached out to them and they're psyched on these bands on this comp. Like that's when it kind of opened my eyes. Like, OK, this is like a like a big deal. Like, like it, it like kind of went out of like the 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 bubble that i feel like i'm in when it comes to hardcore so so the, i i felt like it, it did a really good job and, and the fact that i just saw so many people posting it like the the day that it came out it, it was like such an awesome thing and yeah seriously like i'm still like I'll, I'll listen to that record that that comp and i still can't figure out which track is my favorite because there's just too many good songs on there yeah there's a lot of good songs i think i think i have my like my like handful of like the ones i know are my favorites whole thing is good i don't think there's a bad song on it for sure that yeah. age of apocalypse song that yeah age of apocalypse oh, yeah seed of pain um i mean sheer force that sheer force song is yeah, awesome this the me man song the shackled song is fucking goes in mm-hmm. yeah no, i'm yeah. i actually think one of the sleeper songs i wouldn't i don't even know why i think it's a sleeper song i don't think it is but um craig's band youth collapse that song when i hear it will be in my head for like four days yeah, I, I think you might think that maybe because they're just like a newer band. I, I don't think they've ever even played a show. I don't think so either, honestly. Yeah. The demo was really good. Mm-hmm. This comic together, whew, yeah, so good. Yeah, it's a super, super awesome band. Um, yeah, I, I really like that that Hangman track just because I'm, I'm a oh, fan, yeah. Of, yeah, oh, yeah. fan of that band. So just to be able to get something new from them uh, since it's been a minute, I, I was stoked to hear them put that out. Yeah, they're one of my favorite bands. Oh yeah, I love them. That record that came out last year was was that 2019? Yeah, it was. I, I was I, I was thinking it was close to 2020 because it was the end of 2019. But man, that record, holy shit! That thing, that's an LP record. Mm-hmm. That's one of my most listened to things. You uh, yeah, I think this comp I would call it like our era's uh, call for unity comp or East Coast Assault comp. I could probably call yeah call for unity comp because that was that's like one of my favorite comps ever, and it's got the same kind of vibes to it where it's got bigger, smaller, bigger, smaller, but all different sounding bands, mm-hmm. but all kind of like bands in the same, in the same mindset, I guess I call it. Yeah, no, it, it didn't feel like, like obviously like the bands sound different, but listening to the comp, like none of the songs sounded out of place. Right. And I like that. I think Carter's purposely kind of structured it that obviously every band is different, but he tried to like make it like, he didn't put the more like uh, youth crew sounding bands next, and the more like you know like heavier sounding stuff. Like like he didn't bunch them up. He like tried to like stagger it. Like is like so everything just sounded as different as possible back to track. And I think that makes it work even better. I think that's how a good comp works. So everything stands out on its own instead of like blending together. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I, I walked away from FYA, um, and whenever I would hear like the one scene, uh, once in Unity comp, like I would always think of Payback. And I, I know Carter has posted a, a couple times on social media that uh, they are going to do another one. Um, they're going to try to do it this summer. Uh, would you guys try to push to get on that? Because I, 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 I seriously feel like you guys need to be on that comp at some point. I think I don't, I don't want to say for sure, but I'm pretty I'm sure, sure he's definitely he, yeah he's definitely work he's done a lot of work on the second one already, and uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure we're already we're we're going to be on it. But I don't want to say for sure. I guess. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'll... we we should be on it. I don't want I don't want to say wrong. 
be its brat on this. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. We want to, I mean, we, we would like to be on that. Yeah, no, I, I would love for you guys to be on it because I feel like it, it, at this point, because it, it seems like this is something he's going to keep going, and I just I would love to see you guys on there. And I feel like it's a criminal that you haven't yet. And obviously, like I get it, um, he's in the band, um, he puts this whole thing together, so um, some people could look at it weird, but who cares? It's it's for like the 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 whole reason behind it is like you know like a a good thing, and it's not like some weird you know like reasoning behind it. So I right, you know, can't wait to see you guys on because I know it'll happen eventually, but I, I just hope it's with the next one. If we don't, if we don't write a song that's good before. That's the thing. We yeah. can't, we can't write like a dud and then be like the only bad song on a good song. <laughs> yeah, that would be a bad look. But no, um, the the material you guys have put out so far has, has been super solid. So I would be surprised if you guys put out a, well, a, a bad song. Appreciate that. Um, you guys are the reason that I listen to Crutch, which is crazy. Just because, like, you know, obviously talking to you, Keith, and uh, hearing about uh, you know your guys's uh, love for that band, and um, since the last time we talked, and just like doing like more research and listening to you know post American podcasts and hearing um, like Richie just talk so much, it's just like it, it's so fascinating, fascinating to me. So I, I just want to you know let you know that uh, you know thank you for. Uh, being a fan of Crutch, which led me to being a, a fan of them now, uh, and I have like a huge respect for Pennsylvania hardcore. Oh, yeah, they're like the uh, like the Godfathers of PA hardcore. There, they like they they coined the phrase, probably right. I think so. Yeah, I mean, they were. It was it was them. Them and then Mushmouth. Yeah, we're glad. Yeah, we're happy that uh, people are opening their eyes to Crutch and all the all the good like less known lesser known PA hardcore bands for sure. Yeah, Carter's Carter's run with that too. He put out the the Crutch, he released the Crutch demo, and he just put out the Munch Mouth demo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Excessive Force. Who Excessive Force is not obviously not Pennsylvania, but they have that same sound that we we draw from them too. It's just like I don't know, like you know that Twelve Monkey Theory. I forget what the actual theory is, but it's basically like like every like I forget what it is, but basically that people have like the same thoughts at the same time in different areas. I I don't. I don't know, but I feel like they have a very similar like vibe. It's, it's it sounds different, but I mean, for stuff coming on the East Coast and them on the West Coast at the same time, like it's very like idea to at least that's what I think. Yeah. Just fast to me. I'm gonna have to look into that theory because I'm I'm really curious about that. I forget but... what it is. I feel like I just sound like an idiot, but I think it is a thing. <laughs> it really is a thing. Yeah, no, I, I I believe you. Uh, so I'll, I'll have to look into that. But yeah, no, it's cool to, because uh, like for me, I, I have no idea what it was, but growing up, I was always fascinated with where a band was from because I was, I was always curious about what oh, other yeah. scenes were like outside of mine because uh, growing up in the Southern California scene and going to shows in like Orange County, Inland Empire, LA, that was just the norm for me. But I always knew when bands would come in, um, you know, on tour from different areas, they would bring like a little different energy. And yeah, I, I agree. I, I'm still interested in that stuff where bands are from and all that, mm-hmm. how different, you know, areas have their own sound. You know what I mean? So I, I definitely uh, hear you on that one. Yeah. And, and it's, it's definitely fun to, to get to experience like these other scenes and see how things are just like, um, like just a slightly different from, uh, yours back home, just depending on like, you know, the way like kids like style of mosh or just the type of bands that are like, you know, more prominent in, in those areas. So for, for me, it's always just like been so fascinating just to talk about, like whenever I, I listen to like a new band, um, if I don't know, like one of the first things I want to know is where they're from, just so I can try to figure out like, you know, like what's going on in that area. Right. I agree. 
Yeah. So the theory is the hundredth monkey theory, not twelve monkeys. Twelve monkeys is the movie with Brad Pitt. Hundredth <laughs> monkey theory. That's okay. what it is. Hundredth monkey theory. All right, cool. I'm, I'm going to have to put that down and uh, read into it. But that no, it definitely sounds interesting because you, you think about it. There are bands um, that uh, are going on at the same time in different areas that sound the same. And, and even you, you got to think before like social media or whatever. And it's just uh, you know, is it by chance that they just happen to uh, sound similar or are they just like you know ripping each other off? Who knows? But uh, it, it's always interesting to me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we we. Uh... We probably take from Crutch a little bit more than we uh, would, would like yeah. to admit. But <laughs> yeah, if people listen to actual. It's all out of respect. We we love the band. You're like, ah, oh, this. <laughs> this song, the payback, is pretty much. Yeah. I mean, it's an homage thing. Like, I I don't know. I kind of like doing that. You see, I I'm not gonna relate myself. But a lot of hip hop artists do that stuff. I've always done with my bands. If I like something, like even if I'm writing lyrics. I'll even like use part of a lyric from something else that I like mm-hmm. and kind of blow it into mind. I always put it in quotes. And, you know, I make it so it's not like I'm just a line, but if I really like, I'm hooked to a line. So that's what the payback is. They're, they have a song called The Last Payback, and our chorus at the end is pretty much, I mean, it's, the song sounds completely different, but I love that song. And, and our song. song. Yeah. So we were, I was just like, you know what? I'm about to throw my own little twist on this. And I actually, uh, I've been introduced to Richie a couple of times, but at, this is hardcore last year. And conversation endlessly about Crutch and about payback, you know, basically ripped Crutch off and loved it. And I, you know, I explained that part. That was, oh man, that's cool. <laughs> I was like, the actually thing is, it's cool. He's like, like a bunch of nerds. <laughs> but he thought it was cool enough, you know, like that, uh, you know, he put, he gave the okay for uh, Carter doing the, doing the tape and then the, Cuts just put out a couple shirts. I got those too. And uh, like, I have one cool crutch shirt, but I don't, I'm not like, I'm not good at having expensive clothing because I, I wear my clothes. I'm like a hardware, I call it. You know, I like, fall apart. I, I, I push my, my clothes. Right? Me having some like old t shirt, like, I'll, I can wear it here and there, but it has to stay. I'm just hard on them, you know. So like for me, having some kind of reprint shirt, I'll wear that way more because I'll be like, you know, I'm going to them or I'm going to do this, and I'm about to mess this thing up. You know, call it mosh wear. You know? Yeah, I I think uh, I I can't imagine what it would be like because obviously. Uh, uh, Richie Crutch is uh, an older dude. Obviously, he's still active in the scene. But for for him to have these uh, younger kids compared to him uh, doing a band and talking about how much they loved his band from back in the day, I, I think uh, he has to be stoked on that. Because for, for for people to show love like that and uh, you know not be shy about it, I I think it's pretty cool. Because uh, I I feel like and I always talk about this, but sometimes people just uh, don't get their roses when they deserve them, and sometimes people wait right. a, like a little too long till maybe after they're gone or the, the band's broken up and it's just like okay that's nice and cool but like wouldn't have been better to do it like in real time when the band was active when they would have probably appreciated it a little more yeah absolutely yeah yeah so i, I definitely, oh. definitely think it's cool that uh, you know you guys uh, you know talk about that and you've talked to richie because yeah like because of your band is like you know the reason why i listen to them so it, it like I, I never think uh, you know, uh, paying like respect and showing love like that, uh, you know, is a bad thing. Just like the way you guys are doing, because obviously there are ways it can be corny. But if you guys are going about it the right way, I, I think it's like super awesome. Cool, thank you. Yeah, I, I was actually thinking about that on the way here. Um, how the internet makes it really easy to find things now. 
like real easy, mm. which, are, you know, it wasn't even when we were younger, it wasn't, but uh, it's good because, you know, you find awesome things, you find cool demos, you find just, you find pretty much anything you want, which is awesome, you know, because obviously a lot of those bands aren't around, but some things should just stay dead. Like there's just things that, yeah. like, like reunion happens, you're like, uh, maybe not. And like, you know, I just like, uh, and, you know, you have all these like micro unions that just are, like uh, Joel talked about that in his podcast uh, with Joe, and it kind of really made me think about it. So like for the one reunion, oh, let's get the boys back together. Yeah, and it just falls apart. Yeah, stupid, and you know, it should just stay dead. But then there's things that you know are awesome that kind of get you know, new, a new breath to them, new light to them, get different people, you know, which is kind of you know, people hearing that Crutch demo in 2000. Shit. Like it's that's some shit that holds up. Yeah, I don't know if there's anything I like more than about more than how payback put uh shows uh the country or the world and what PA hardcore is about, whether it be new or old. That's my favorite thing about the bands. So I uh I, I love that you checked out Crush because of that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, because like obviously for, for me, I'm not gonna pretend like I know everything, uh, and I, I'm ne- I'm never shy to ask questions. Like if if I am not familiar with a band or if I don't know a band, um, like you know, since we we do have this, uh, you know, access to the internet and uh, you can like find a lot of stuff. Like I'll just do my research and try to figure things out. And yeah, like I, it's cool for you guys to be able to kind of. Uh, promote and uh, you know uh, show people like what was going on before your time. Cause it's cool to look back and, and like for somebody like me, um, who's on the outside from California, who wasn't familiar with the uh, scene back then. So for me to kind of start there and, you know, then find his podcast and then just, you know, just slowly just start building up like my knowledge uh, and history of your guys' area. And, and it makes me respect your guys' scene like way more. Cause like, uh, you know, obviously like I, I enjoyed the, the, the current bands coming from out of there, but just to know the history a little more, it, it makes me appreciate like your guys' scene more. Yeah. Yeah, PA is, a, PA is a crazy scene. It's a big, I mean, it's not big like, um, you know, Western United States big, but it's a big state with a lot of uh, different sounds and scenes over history. So it's uh, it's cool. Um, there's there's tons of good good old stuff from Pennsylvania. Yeah, and it's definitely important too uh, to to not let people forget the the history because obviously this all had to start somewhere. So uh, and you know the the scene moves fast, music moves fast, bands come and go. But obviously, the, the ones who, who came before there are like important bands that I, I think people should know. Like when it comes to every scene, so for for you guys to you know keep that memory alive, it, it definitely is important. You know, outside like obviously some of those dudes are still active and still doing stuff, but uh, uh, obviously not everybody is listening to the same bands. So there there could be people listening to your bands, but not listening to like Wisdom and Chain. So they probably would have no idea that you know those bands are connected. So for for you guys right. to to you know be um, talking about that stuff and you know even like telling me about it like it's it's really important more people should listen to that that's just my honest opinion dude i've seen that band one time and it makes me so sad that i haven't seen them more like the first time the first and only time i've, I've seen them was in 2013 they were on tour with uh blood for blood I, I i saw them at the glass house out here in pomona i think it was 2013 Oh, and I'm trying to remember the, the dates. Was it 2013? No, maybe it was 2012. Oh, okay. Well, they were on tour. I think, that, I think we're talking about that tour. That's when the, they did a couple of shows. Yeah. Was 2012. And then, um, so that's when I saw them. And then they got announced to play Sound and Fury 
but the year that they were supposed to play was the year that it got canceled because um uh, for one reason or another there's like I think yeah that was yeah i remember that was like the and that was went away for a couple of years sound period right yeah so i was like super bummed and then i just haven't been able to see them because i i've never been to this is hardcore and i just uh you know just haven't uh you know been able to make any of the uh, you know tours that they've done so it, it's only bummed me out that i've only seen them one time because i seriously love that band yeah i guess it, i guess if uh crutch is the godfathers of pr core i'd probably say wisdom and james probably the kings of pr core so I've, I've seen them like 20 times probably and they've never had a bad set yeah i mean yeah they they pretty much were born from crutch that's like Every year, every year this is hardcore happens. I always look forward to watching Wisdom and Chains' live set from this hardcore because obviously I'm hate five six uh, films, and that's one set that I always watch that I, I always enjoy. It, it looks like everybody's always having fun. You, you look in the crowd, you just see a, a mix of all different types of generations okay. of hardcore, and just the band's always like super solid. So that's always like a, a really fun set for me to watch every year. Yeah, those are some lifers right there. Yeah, yeah. I get the Pennsylvania song going, and, and the, there's about a thousand people on stage singing all the words. Either whether they're from Pennsylvania or not, it's like the coolest thing. Don't respect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's it's awesome, and they they deserve it. They're they're a sick band, and um, hopefully in, in the future I'm able to see them, uh, you know, at least a couple times more because I don't yeah, well, think one time's enough. You you you've never you've been to this hardcore? No, never. No, right, never. That's not, I, I didn't think so. Yeah, you come to any. This is hardcore ever. No, they. I think they play every single one except for one. So, yeah. All I gotta do is make it to one, and we'll, you'll see them, and it'll be awesome. All right. Well, whenever the next one happens, I'll have to uh, yeah. make some plans <laughs> and get out there. Yeah, you got people out here too. You got just got a place to stay. Yeah. Yeah. See, and and I, I definitely appreciate that because before I didn't uh, really know anybody out there, and I didn't have a place to stay. So now that I have like access to you guys, and you're willing to let me stay with you guys, I really appreciate that, and I will take Please. you guys up on that offer because uh, yeah, we'll put you up in the town. Yeah. Okay. Hell yeah. Well, I will uh, take you guys up on that offer in the future. Um. Couple things, uh, Keith. I, I'm curious. Uh, have you been able to stay active with uh, training or any of that? Going to the gym. How has that been for you? Yeah. So gyms did the the close and open, close and open kind of thing here, and so I I definitely once gyms were open, you know, I'd be in on that on um, Muay Thai and closed but then open again so i was in there training for a while teaching for a while you know then we've had um you know with the governor not really shut things down which we don't need to like get into the politics of that and mm-hmm. just yeah, it seems backward of what was shut down and not down. but you know it is what it is so i've been doing what i can you know and then gyms are back tomorrow tomorrow so, again but who knows it's it's so crazy because everything yeah. just keeps like like his last shutdown was, I think three weeks ago. He just basically, like the day before, having said all gyms, restaurants, movie theaters. Uh, I'm sure there's tons of other stuff. Like, like tomorrow they're closed. Like, yeah. okay. But what they left open was the King of Prussia Mall. I don't, I don't know what that is. Probably, but it's the biggest mall in the country. Mm-hmm. Them and like all of America, are like neck and neck, were biggest. And like that thing's open. There's thousands of people in it. And it's like I don't understand. Gyms can't be open, but you know. Yeah. Malls can be at half capacity, but there's no one monitoring, and so right. it's just full. It's just no. It just couldn't be any more. It's just normal, especially during Christmas time. How full it is! I happened to just go to them, go by the mall that one day when everything shut down, 
and because I had nothing else to do that was going to work out. And then uh, I just drove by the mall. And I don't know why. I didn't need to buy anything. I was like, oh, maybe I'll go to the mall for a minute. I'm telling you, man, just in that parking lot, it was like um, tailgate. There was people and cars everywhere. People were running around, cars everywhere. And then like, I, so I could home from how packed that, that uh, parking lot was. That mall was must have been slammed. There's no way you're telling me that, that's, that they were at half capacity. It was crazy. And like DJ Max, I happened to go there too. I again, no clue why I went. I think I was just pissed off. I went there. I think I don't anything. I couldn't even move in the store from there. So like they shut down like places that were operating at whatever it was, twenty five percent capacity or whatever. Mm-hmm. Places that are actually clean regularly. People are wearing masks, bringing down. Way more conscious of what they're doing. You know, gym rather than like in a shop or people were keeping their masks down or like article clothes, sneezing, you know what I mean? So it's just like, it, it just felt so weird when they shut down. I know they're trying to like get ahead of things and there's probably some, uh, there's probably some reason I'm not seeing above us. For me, it was like all those people then just everyone into the areas. So you couldn't go to a restaurant, but you could, you could get your nails done, you could go get a massage. You can go do everything else except for being inside an actual gym. We're already, you know. So it was just like, to me, I, I said I wasn't going to get political, but it was, to me, it was just like, I don't know. For me, it was just, I think you guys are just, you're missing the big picture. Like, right? amount of cars that I would see in the last week or two, just people are everywhere doing stuff. They're just not in gyms. <laughs> this is kind of crazy. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, there's no there's no real easy right or wrong answer for what's going on, obviously. But yeah, just just crazy times. That's I guess the best way you can say it. Yeah, but I mean, hopefully we make it through this. And you know, again, like I'm I'm, t- I'm complaining about one small thing, but like it's, it's bigger than that. You know, these super strains that are coming, the issues with the vaccine. Like it's all crazy. Yeah, and it seems like like getting crazy every time. I'm like, we've reached the craziest, and like I see some other new headline. I'm like. Oh, it's about to get crazier. It's almost like just put your head down and keep moving. Yeah, that's what we've been doing. Yep. Put your mask on, your head down, just keep doing what you got to do to get to get to get back and get through that day, and hopefully see the next day, and hopefully all your neighbors the next day too. And just you know, that's that's the only thing about it is you know, kind of so I can obviously do about the gym being closed. But hey, maybe in the long run, you know, that does save more people. That's not like why it's a, that's the thing is that's kind of how we get into these situations everybody's like working about themselves and everybody so it's like really easy to say like oh i can't go to walmart damn it i can't like i don't know i can't go to tgi fridays or you're complaining about not going to a restaurant but like what about the person that's on the restaurant? you know what i mean like it's a, it's a much bigger thing like so it's like you gotta even like when you complain you gotta like take that step back and like think about it as the broad spectrum right the whole world whole country whole neighborhood right not just oh. i think it's a lesson in that some people see it well. yeah what makes me sad is when i see these other countries like being able to have concerts or had these crazy like, like new year's eve like countdowns 
and obviously like i i don't like celebrate new year's eve because i was i worked too early to to be able to stay up late but um just to see these other countries that are able to do stuff like that and when i look at our country it, it definitely bums me out and we're definitely uh, i don't think there's arguing that we came about this whole thing like wrong because there are things that this country could have done to uh, have uh battle this thing better because there are other countries that did it right and are in way better shape than us and uh here we are at the beginning of 2021 and we're all still suffering so it, it definitely does suck and it is like a nuanced <laughs> conversation there isn't it's not black or white there isn't like you know like a, a simple answer but uh i i'm with you guys like i i just try to find um you know uh, ways to maximize my happiness throughout the days while being safe and being able to you know get to work and get home safely and while I, I'm, you know, wait for people, the you know, the higher ups or whatever, the our government officials to try to steer us in the right direction and help take care of this problem. Yep, I guess that's all we can do. So. Yeah, the so Andrew kind of brought this up right when it happened because we were we were together when that was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, like he even said it. He's like, if they don't enforce this time around, like whatever it was March, if they don't enforce this. Like if they don't actually have police drive around and make people go home. They don't actually tell people they have to stay home. Nobody's going to stay home. This is just going to be so horrible. That's literally I think what happened. If, and I mean, this is a very generalized thought, but like if they would have said on March 13th or day, no one can go to work. Everyone has to stay home. Like they just literally kept like the grocery or whatever, the gas station, whatever. Like like the actual actual central. You know what I mean? And they just paid everybody like 60% of their paycheck or whatever it was, 60 or 70%. You have to stay home for three weeks. Everyone's going to get paid 70% of their, whatever it is. Cause you know, I feel like we're going to Yeah. I mean, obviously the, the country goes into way more debt, but like we go into debt for way crazier. So like, to me, okay, that, actually, that is, that, that's fake. Who cares? Yeah. Like we, I mean, we've, I, we've been dead since I've been I'm alive. If every single person was not going to work in a restaurant or like, yeah, I work in an office building, we were literally never closed once. Like, like that's the thing is like, I had the obviously the moral obligation. I could have, I could have stayed home, right? Mm-hmm. But I also have to mortgage, live, I have to support my family, you know, my mom, whatever. you know, I have a lot going on. So it's just like, yeah, there is that incentive to like, you know, be morally safe at home. And there's also, well, I don't know how long this is going to be. I can't just give up money that I need to live, right? You know, they're not giving me the option to stay home. They're not giving me the option of working. Home. So, so, you know, there's a lot of us. I know there's a lot of people in the same situation where, yeah, we're wearing masks. One was in office with them. We're staying in our own cubicles. Still, like, not kind of taking this seriously when it first started, I think, is kind of where we're at, you know? Whereas if it would have been like, no, I don't care where you work. On home, you're staying home, and we're gonna have cops driving. And if you're out, you don't know why you're out. You're gonna get a fine, and you're gonna go home right now. And B, if that actually happened, it sounds kind of like some weird communist, like conspiracy or something. If that actually happened, I feel like we might have had a shot not having this for an entire year. So, but then again, who the hell knows? Who knows? 
Yeah, I have no idea. Because like for me, <laughs> like I remember seeing like the earliest stuff on the you know COVID nineteen coronavirus. It all started with memes. I, I was seeing memes of like you know uh, people from uh, China with like you know their eyes bleeding or people just like dying in the street and stuff. And people were just joking about it because obviously it wasn't here in the United States yet, and it, it it didn't start hitting home for me till like it started affecting like you know like my subcultures like hardcore or uh, Disneyland. And I was like, Oh shit. Like, this is like no joke. This thing's getting like really serious. That's when like it started getting serious for me. Um, but it, it is like a strange thing. And I, I, I don't know if I'm like, you know, like people will ever take it as serious. Cause cause I'm out here. Uh, it's gotten to the point where, uh, it, uh, like certain restaurants, like there's like, um, like a, a city, like 20 minutes, it's like 20 minutes South from where I live. Um, and there's restaurants that just don't even care. Like people uh, like know about it and they just go and everybody just, nobody's masked up. Everybody's just eating like normal. Cause they're just so fed up with being locked down. And I'm just like, yeah, it, 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 it sucks. But like those kind of people, like, you know, I feel like are the reason why we're like never going to be this, which like is weird. And like, you know, it sucks to think about that. There is like a chance that, uh, you know, th- this could be like it for a while. So I, I just hope uh, people start to take it more. And it's uh, yeah, a year later, but I hope people start to take it serious. Well, it's just like I feel like they should have taken it serious, like, you know, way sooner. But I, I, I definitely do hope. Uh, we have a better 2021 because I know a lot of people were dying just to get to this point, but yeah. we're here and it's, well, it seems worse, but I, I, I just hope, um, you know, end of the year, we're not in the same situation or even worse. I hope we're way better. We're here. We made it. We made it through 2020. So 2021, good, good, uh, good attitude. It's going to be better. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, Keith, last time I had you on, uh, which I, I'm grateful for. You mentioned that you wanted to uh, bring Andrew on. And you mentioned that you guys had like a bunch of cool, like fun, hardcore stories to, to talk about. I'm not sure specifically what you were um, hoping to tell, but I, I was curious if, uh, you know, if you could remember if you guys have any awesome things to tell from uh, guys' history. Damn. Well, I'll try to remember. Um, I don't know. Yeah, so the problem with me is I also have the memory of which one is it? Is it goldfish that can't remember anything? Yeah, his, that's his brain. My is brain shot. is yeah. shot. So like I could have said that for sure. And I probably had an idea of what I wanted to talk about. That was like six months ago. Yeah. I can't remember like things I did the other day. Yeah, I, I got some it's kind of scary some days, but uh, I don't know. There's gotta, there's gotta be plenty. I mean we have agitated stories for days. Yeah. When everyone thought I was in the van. Yeah, yeah, we, you know, there's gotta be tons of stories. I mean, we've been going to church for like 15 years at this point. It's crazy to say, but that is a long time. Yeah, I think one okay, I think of one funny story that would have me an injury involved. Um, what story? <laughs> uh, the van story when uh, when we uh, killed Osama bin Laden. Oh, yeah, so we were driving. I was it from Brooklyn, we were, home from Brooklyn. we were coming home from a show in Brooklyn. And Pat was driving the van. It was the agitator, and I think just me in the van. And we were coming home on like us. I think it was a Sunday night. We were driving home, and then I think all we have is the radios on the radio. It was the day that um, they assassinated Osama bin Laden, and like, I mean, it had no personal effect on us really. But for some, like, we were all tired in the van. Like that just like came over the, over the broadcast, and we went in the van. Whoa! Like, we just went crazy. Really has nothing to do with the story, but Pat missed our exit, and we were going to have to drive like it was, it was on the turnpike. So there was something you, can, we were gonna have you to can't U-turn. You can't. You can't. It's not an easy on-off. 
if on the turnpike, I don't know how turn, um, uh, the toll roads are out there, but there's turn like it's a New Jersey turnpike. So if you miss your exit, you got to go like to the next one, which is like 14 miles away to get off and then go 14 miles back again. So instead of, instead of um, doing that, our guitar player just, what did, what did he, he just, he, he hit one of those uh, U-turns. He hit like an, yeah, he hit like one a of those basic. police U-turns. Yeah. We're like, dude, and that, once you do that, once you commit to like doing that, they hit you with like the, the max toll, which is like a hundred dollars. And like, what are you doing? So we did that. We hit that U-turn. So all in the excitement of just like, I don't even like, none of us are even like, I don't even military related, but we were just like, I think it was just like a, a, a huge national event, right? Wow. This is crazy. And then Pat wasn't intentionally missed the exit, hit the U-turn. We started driving back. And then he's like, we're like, Pat, what's your plan? You know, and Mark the whole thing. We're like, oh man, this is gonna be nuts. So then he just did another U-turn. And then we're gonna go to the exit. And then now I forget what happened. So now we have He's like, I'm just gonna hit the easy I'm just gonna hit the easy pass. They're not gonna like do that. Like gonna just hit you with a camera and fine. So Keith so he pulled off to the side of the road, Keith uh what Yeah, we had a all right, so Matt, mind this, we had an entire van on agitators. Mm-hmm. And it, one design that they were never mentioned, so and Marty refused to use one of the shirts to come up. Like he just refused. I, I don't. I, I don't see why we use one of the shirts. I'm like Marty. What are you talking about? So I literally just after I got so pissed off, I just took the shirt, my shirt off my back. I was like Tasmanian Devil shirt. I remember it, and, and I was just like, Whoa. we just we just put it over and we just he, yeah he like he like wrapped it around the the license and then we just hit the easy pass going like sixty. <laughs> And uh, we never got it. We never got anything in the mail, or that's fine, or anything. So it worked, I guess. But yeah, so if there's any law enforcement listening to this, that was uh, that was like that was like nine years ago. I feel like I got a funny. I got a I got a short, but but this is a it's more of a funny image involving Keith um, from Sound and Fury. We played one year, 2011, and um, I was there, by the way. Okay, yeah, it was it was awesome. It was it was really sick. So Keith came with us. He always came with us everywhere. And um, on the way home, um, we had we we probably brought like a hundred, two hundred shirts or something. We probably sold like half of them. So on the way home, Keith was in charge of getting the shirts home, and we didn't have a merch bag or anything. We did. We I guess you could say we didn't sell as much as we hoped. So mm-hmm. no, what it was is there was there was two merch bags and Rock Bottom brought both the merch Oh yeah, Rock Bottom brought both the merch bags. He took them both home, so we didn't have any merch bags. Yeah, he took so he took the one that they had. He sold all their merch or something. He took both bags home empty and wouldn't let us take one home. So so if you can imagine Keith, so we're going home on the airport. We had we had like fifty shirts or something, mm-hmm. and uh, it was it was a lot of shirts. And I think you know how weird airports can get and how we- how weird people can be there. I think Keith is like one of the all-time weirdest looking guys in an airport because in LAX he was walking around the airport with like a-, a stack of shirts in his hand just holding it like 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 50 shirts and he was he was going to like McDonald's and like asking him for trash bags and stuff to put the shirts in because it was his carry-on. Like he ran the shirts through the um the conveyor to put like suitcases in but they were just loose and everyone was like just looking at him like like what is this moron doing? That's, so that's anyway, well, he could never get a, a trash bag that worked or anything. So he's walking on the plane with a hundred shirts in his arm, like to the brim. He put them in the overhead, like component. Like everyone was probably pissed off at him because he was taking up so much room, and he just looked like straight up ridiculous. But 
it's it's really funny to think about. It was funny at the time. It's even funnier to think about now. Yeah, we got so we we got dropped off the airport in a van. I remember. I don't. I think it was before Uber. So I don't know who dropped us off. We got it was like a taxi or something. But all the shirts and they weren't folded. They weren't folded. They weren't rolled. They were just. He basically said, "Put my arms out." And these morons just had him just throw like all all up and thrown in the back of his truck or in the back of the van. So this guy's trying to leave. I'm looking at these shirts and I was like, <laughs> and they didn't come up with a plan. I'm like, what the hell are we gonna do? And then the guy's like, yo, I gotta go. I'm like, oh my god. I just put my arms out and they just start stacking them. And I'm talking about, I couldn't even see. They're above my head. So just imagine a ball of t shirts. I'm literally, you know, they're falling off. It just kind of slapping them back on my shoulders. So I walk through security like that. They're like, are you with an egg? And I'm like, no, nah, I mean, this is what I got. So I look, I don't know, because I look kind of homeless at this point, but like, <laughs> But like I guess I had some kind of come up at like a Kmart or something with all these shitty teachers. I have a million of them, and so I get through security, and then I track down this one maintenance guy. Hey man, and like it took my like four maintenance guys to finally find a trash bag, and he gets me. I don't know if you're familiar with those trash bags that are like almost see through. They're like weak. Yeah, yeah. I I just see those at like elementary school and stuff. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, that's the trash bag he gave me. He only gave me one, so I had to put them all in there, and like it lasted. (laughs) <laughs> where the bottom was just falling out so then I'm just holding it now it's worse because now the trash bag is sliding so the shirts are sliding down the trash bag and I can't hold on to the trash bags it's like slippery so now this I'm like walking it's almost like have you ever seen the stone of Africa it's the um the more stronger man. man where they carry the actual granite oh like the atlas stones it's it's kind of like that but imagine the shape of the country of Africa okay and you have to they hold it Against their chest like this, and it's, it's like, like five hundred pounds, yeah. and they walk with it as far as they can. It was like that. So I was just like holding it against my, and I'm just like I'm sweating everywhere. I'm just holding all these shirts that keep falling off. It just looked ridiculous. Yeah, it yeah. was. It was one of those things where I just. It was funny. It was like funny. the rest of the band just like no idea what to do. So I was just like, I guess I'll be the most embarrassing person to there for. Well, I had to carry my car. So yeah, oh, yeah, that's right. Everyone else had the actual gear, so it was like I was like, well, I guess I got to wait around here. I just can't believe the guy just wouldn't let you guys use the bag. Like, yeah, I don't. Yeah, that I don't, was really bizarre. Yeah, it probably wouldn't work now. They would probably like not let me. Oh yeah, I, I'm surprised you made it through that because to to walk with that many t-shirts as like your carry-on with no actual bag. Like, I, funny I, part. I'm sorry. The funniest part was definitely him putting them in the, like those gray bins and putting it through the the actual like, like, TSA like, or whatever, just like looking like yeah, like eight to ten of them, like going through all the shirts. Like, like, like what is going on? It was funny. Yeah, but uh, but I'm glad you guys got to experience uh, Santa Fury at you know in 2011 because I I enjoyed that venue. I mean that was at the Earl Warren. It, it, yep. it was it was definitely like a big space, but it, it but I liked it because it, it was it just, was too big, man. Oh, you thought it was, it was too cool. big? Oh, it was too big. Yeah. Cool. It, I definitely remember some cool stuff about that year. Violation last uh, show. That was the that, that was, was the highlight of it. Yeah, that was awesome. Mm-hmm. The Death Threat set was also insane somehow. Like not yeah. somehow. Yeah. Like, Death Threat's amazing. But like it was one of those things where I was like, oh, we're on the West Coast. I wonder how it's gonna go. It was violent. Was yeah, cool. I almost got knocked out during Death Threat. Definitely yeah. took a shot to the head. It was violent. It was cool because it was like Death Threat, like in a small, like not even that much smaller, but in a smaller area would have been like the craziest. But even in that giant room, I, I just remember that was my one one of my one of my favorite. How sick that set was, and then how cool it was, even on the west. Like, it was cool. Yeah, it was cool. I liked it. Yeah, that, that was my first time uh, seeing Agitator. If I remember correctly. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was our first time. I think in California. We, I think. I, I think we only made it to California one other time. Like, like the like two years after, and that's it. 
It, yeah, it, Raven, so Raven Rapture played me and Marty had in an outburner for the first time. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe two, whatever. Yeah, we had it in an outburner, and mm-hmm. I, this is another dumb story, but uh, we, I, like, I smashed like it wasn't that much food. Like, I don't know, man, my stomach was ambitious, so they start playing. I guess they start playing like bubble guns, like, oh no. So I'm like, but I came out with them. I got a mosh. Like, I can't not mosh. Like, this is the one set I got to go. Hey, I'm the road guy. This is the one set. Mm-hmm. Moshing and like everything. Oh no. I'm going to literally shit my pants. Like, it got to the point where like, there's a part where like, I'm going to myself. Oh, my. Then there's a the part where like, the alarm hits and you're like, oh no. So you remember how big that room was. Yeah. And it has a wall. So you got to run all the way around the wall to go find the bathroom. I'm doing the like the talk and run, you know, where you punch everything you're running. Run all, run all the way to the back of the venue. Oh my god! Oh my! I'm not gonna make it. I'm not gonna make it. And then finally, I get to the back of the venue. And it was like a everything changed. The storm went away, and I was like, "Oh, I'm good." I ran back out and moshed. It was like one of those situations where I was like, "Could you imagine?" Dude, it was like big, that year, and all of a sudden, it's like, and it's like right in the middle of the big room. That you would have went down in Simon Fury history is the dude that pooped his pants. It was like one of those things where it was like close enough that it almost happened. Yeah, and I, I, you can cut that part if you don't need to tell that story. That's fine. <laughs> I just drank too much coffee here. And but there's no guarantee you get to that restroom that there's going to be stalls available. So that that's what runs through my mind because I've been in that situation before where I'm like, holy shit! Like I hope when I go through this bathroom door that there's stalls available because if not, it's going to be a bad day. Yeah, that's that's the one of my. Not get a stall when you need it. Mm-hmm. Want a grown up crap. That would be pretty rough, but yeah. But seriously, I'm I'm happy that you guys have, or that you guys were able to to come out and experience Santa Fury back then because I feel like there's like kind of like different eras of Santa Fury, like based yeah. off, um, you know, the venue that it was at, and even like the, the um, last year when it was supposed to happen, uh, it, it was going to be at a different spot, which everybody was like looking forward to because it was going to be like right on the beach, uh, you know, yeah. has like the the beach vibes again, and it was, it was supposed to be like you know at the um, fairgrounds which uh, sounds bigger so I, i'm not sure what the setup was going to be like but i was definitely really curious to see how was it good, was it in, was it this this last one the one that 2020 that didn't happen it was supposed to be in santa barbara i uh, know i mean, it was going back to ventura ventura okay that's like in between la and santa barbara right uh yeah okay yeah yeah, it was cool. Santa Barbara was nice. That was cool uh, hanging out there for a weekend for sure. Yeah, back then, uh, did you guys uh, were you guys like connected to like an- anybody out here on the West Coast? Do you guys have, have like friends and other bands out here? Uh, I don't honestly. I don't think so. We stayed at like a Motel Six all weekend. Oh wow, that's crazy. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was a Motel Six. It was fine. Like it was cool. Yeah, and I, I'm trying to like, uh, you know, I'm obviously like sifting through my my memories. I, I feel like I saw Agitator at Aladdin Junior, if I remember correctly. Yeah, we did play there. Yeah, okay, yeah, we yeah, did. Okay, like all right. Twenty thirteen, and it was it was sick. Yeah, yeah. And that was definitely the last time that, that I saw you guys live. Because like, yeah, because you guys never made it out um, after that again, right? Uh, I don't think so. We, we really didn't pour that much same stuff. But that was when I was in school, so it was always easy during summer and winter breaks, but. We saw that everyone was in school and stuff, so we we didn't. I think we went out to the West Coast a, a couple times, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and that venue th- that you guys played that venue was sick, super awesome venue. I'm. It's kind of like a bummer that they don't have shows there anymore. But yeah, I, I saw so many crazy bands in there. Yeah, I've seen like tons of flyers and videos of uh of shows from Aladdin Junior. and uh yeah, that that was like the spot there for a couple of years for you guys. It seemed like yeah, like like. 
so many cool bands. I, I I saw the Turnstile there for the first time. It was like their first time on the West Coast. They played there, and like that shit was insane. Um, yeah, it seemed like that was one of those venues, big big or small show. It was it was good. You know what I mean? It could hold probably a couple packed event. I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but, but but I think it was like uh, due to like management like change and like I, like yeah. like you know somebody like like new owners. So that I think that's why they stopped having shows. Because to my knowledge, the last show they had there was like a like a pop punk hardcore show, but that was like a long time ago. Yeah, I feel like yeah, I was down like at least five years ago, from what I can tell. Anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe not. Yeah, no, no, I, I think you're right. It's been it's been a long time because like after that, things just started getting pushed towards uh, like uh, Orange County and L.A. There's like uh, more like DIY spots popping up in L.A. And then out here in Orange County, we have like a program and like Chain Reaction, which are taking taking over some of the smaller shows. I've never been to Chain Reaction. That's one of those venues I always wanted to. Even when I was like a, even when I was like a teen, I, was, I had like this uh, this thrice. Uh, DVD. I was just to watch, and it would be playing. Uh, there was a show at Chain Reaction. I was like, "Oh man, this looks sick." That, I think that band's from California. Yeah, yeah. They're, just they're, love they're from out here. Um, yeah, no, it, it's an awesome venue. It's obviously um, has a lot of history. Um, uh, you know, not even just in hardcore, like just out here locally. There's like um, so many big bands because like you go in there, you, you see all the shirts on the walls, and you see some of these bigger bands. You're like, "Holy shit." they've played here and like you think about where they're at now it's like to, to imagine them playing in that because chain probably looks bigger on video than it actually is it's actually like a, not that big of a venue okay yeah that's one of i uh, that's why i haven't been out to show the west coast i always want to show yeah well 2021 we'll see 2021 yeah, we'll we're, we're, we're thinking positively in 2021 so we'll be there 2021 yeah. payback at chain reaction <laughs> i don't even care if we play i just want to go so who are we opening for if that's the case? <laughs> yeah, we play, we'll play in the parking lot real quick yeah you know it it, it is um uh, strange because they became a, a, a live nation venue whatever that means they, they kind of yeah, went like a little more corporate uh, no she doesn't have to be trash she can come in yeah come in joe um no <laughs> Um, but yeah, so it kind of went like a little more corporate. So uh, there was like, Erica, Erica. Erica. there was a uh, less hardcore shows happening there. So like w- w- whenever there was like a random hardcore show that, that would pop up, like kids would turn out cause it's like, Oh shit, cool. Like there's a, another hardcore show going on at chain. Uh, cause a, a lot of stuff started getting pushed to program. And then, um, there's like a, a, a bigger venue that has like two rooms it's called the observatory. So there's the, the main room and the smaller room, which is called the constellation room, which I think is um, like the perfect venue for hardcore shows. So th- those started getting more of those uh, types of shows versus chain chain started doing more like, uh, like pop punk and like emo. And they start, started doing some like rap stuff too, which was uh, yeah, pretty interesting, but uh, hopefully whenever things get better, uh, whoever's bookings maybe can get some more hardcore shows going on at chain. I think I saw uh, the Constellation Room. You said, "Yeah." I think I saw. Was that where the um, the Forged Order last show was? Yes. Yeah, I've seen the videos from that. That that venue looks sick. It looks like really like it looks like it's like like Space Age or something. It looks badass. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really cool. I, I've I've seen like uh, like I think one of my favorite shows I've ever been into. I, I saw Trash Talk there, which dude, that band's so amazing, and they killed it. Uh, Trapped Under Ice when they did their comeback a couple of years ago, that's where they played. Or like Trapped Under Ice, Lifeless. Uh, God's Hate and a couple other bands. It was fucking insane. Yeah, that, oh. that, that is. There's somebody. <laughs> There's somebody at the door. I'm um, sorry. Is that Eric? I don't know. I don't know what's happening. I think Eric's here. I don't know if he's or not. 
Um, yeah, but Force Order, I miss that band. Hot Nick. That band is just, that band, though, all, all releases, that band is just awesome band. One of the best bands of the 2010s, I would say. We saw one of their last shows out here, right? Yeah. That's one of their last shows ever. Yeah. Yeah, we played with them all. Yeah. Oh, we didn't play a show. I'm sorry. It's the same venue we played. It, it was a different show, but it helped it out here. Yeah, I, I was just talking to my buddy Steven because he, he he posted, I think it was the, their like last set list or something, but I was telling him like, yo, I feel like that band could have gone on to do more, uh, but they just decided to call it quits, which was like kind of a bummer. Obviously, like they had their personal reasons for doing that, but uh, yeah, everything they put out, in my opinion, was like super solid, and I, I wish they would have continued because th- th- that band is like seriously super sick, and I feel like they still hold up to this day. Absolutely. And I feel like they as, as as popular as they were, they're still underrated somehow. But they're they're one of the best. Yeah, I, I just feel like it's one of those things. Like I, I maybe just like some kids just didn't get it. But I, I feel like if if they played a show this year, shit would be still crazy. Because like I said, the- I think it's they had like I wouldn't say unorthodox, but they're 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 like slam parts and their mosh parts are like they're different. Like their song structures are different. Mm-hmm. Typical song. Like I think it got missed on certain people, but to me it was like a whole different, a whole different, uh, again, a whole new way of, of moshing almost. Like all their breaks were completely different from a usual mosh part. So it was like I think over some people like get like ready to go. I'm just I don't understand. And it's not even like a better than. Just to pick up on. Yeah, definitely, bro. They do. Yeah, no, I. I yeah, we got our we got our friend. Uh, he said Eric here. Um, he he came over to hang out. So uh, What's he's up? he's here with us. This is a uh, Payback Mafia One Scene Syndicate, probably one of our uh, big time monster supporters. That's awesome. I I, I feel like uh, you look familiar. I've definitely seen you around. So uh, that's awesome. I've seen you around. Yeah, if you've been on the East Coast, definitely seen Eric. Hell yeah. That, that, but he's the big windmiller. <laughs> that, that, that's awesome. <laughs> um, just one last thing on, on a Force Order. I, I, I think another thing that didn't really help that band as well, it's not like a bad thing, but like all those dudes are like super talented and they were all involved in other bands. So like, I'm not sure if maybe, uh, you know, them breaking up, uh, you know, part of it was so they could focus on their other projects. But uh, I have no idea. But 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 I, I definitely understand what you're saying, Keith. Like that band isn't um, like when, when you listen to them, like, yeah, like their song structures, it's not like a, you know, like a typical like hardcore band. Like, OK, here's the breakdown. Here's a two step. You know, everybody go off. It's like you actually have to like listen and pay attention. And also like lyrically. Uh, the singer uh, oh, yeah. Nick, his, his lyrics were like you know were were awesome. I I, I love reading them and trying to decipher and uh, see what he was into. But uh, yeah, love that band. Yeah, I feel like he was always on some like crazy stuff that I didn't understand, like the names of stuff, names of tracks and stuff. I was, man, I don't know what that is, but it sounds. I don't know what that is. It sounds crazy. It's like some crazy, like I don't even know other world shit that I'm not. I don't even know about, but. It was cool, and then he's got uh, outnumbered now. His his new his newer band, which is fucking fast. I mean, if you haven't checked it out, you should definitely that. And they were in uh, yeah, harness. I know you like that one. That harness to me was like that was the shit. Harness. They came back with that two song thing, and then did that little last tour thing. Woo! Man, those two songs. Yeah, that's some good. Yeah, I drove up 
on a work night to Oxnard to to, to see them. And I, I hated myself the next morning because I was so tired for work. But just seeing them at some random bar, it was just fucking awesome. Yeah, sick, sick band. All bands sick. Yeah, I wish that band was still around. No band I like. I, I feel like, I don't know if people are talking about him or not. But there's, um, I think he's in that band Omega Point. That band is oh, awesome. Okay. Yeah, I I know he definitely played bass um, when they started. I, I'm not sure if he's still in it. Um, I'm actually friends with the 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 drummer. His name's uh, Stu. We actually went to uh, high school together, which is crazy because uh, obviously, like I, after high school, I moved away. And then I was at a show one day, and, and he he came up to me. He's like, "Dude, do you remember me? We went to high school together." And I was like tripping out. This is insane. But um, yeah, yeah. O- Omega Point, super awesome band. I awesome band. Both yeah. releases are sick. Yeah, I I remember seeing you guys out there post about them. And I'm like, oh shit, th- th- that's awesome to see you guys, you know, um, you know, putting on for a, a band out here. Yeah, there's tons of good stuff your way, of course. Mm-hmm. And man, just going back to um, Andrew, you, you briefly mentioned the Unity Barbecue. Yeah. So the obviously a huge bummer that that the second one didn't happen. And I, I think, uh, you know, everybody, um, you know, who works to put that thing on is brilliant because just like the idea behind it and uh, is, is just a, a, amazing. And even looking at the lineup for the, the first one and even what the second one was going to be like, that's just something super awesome. And I wish we had something like that out here. And obviously, like, it takes a lot of work. So I don't want to be the one to try to put that thing together. But hopefully somebody, some local kids will get together and try to do something like that out here. Because I, th- I think it is awesome to try to bring together like, um, like you yeah. know, the, the, the bands from your area and just kind of like show everybody like, hey, like, you know, like we're like this one uh, scene. L- let's try to put on for everybody, show support. Not everybody has to like each other, but it's like, you know, it's, it's for the music, you know? Yeah, it's it was it's like one of those. The, Bob's the mastermind behind that. But uh, oh, yeah. I think it was just one of those things where it was like there's so many different sounds and stuff it's not it's like you know you, you got that you know that punkier fast sound you got the heavier band sound and it was just one of those things like all those it's like hey, you like you might not it's not it might not be your thing but at the end of the day we're all part of like the philly hardcore scene so like it was just like a everyone support everyone kind of thing and it just turned out to be like this first one and the only one that happens for it was like the sickest shot i've ever been to yeah it's like yeah, it was crazy. It was there's no, no video. Of it. Oh, there's like very small like Instagram, but there's no like video of it, and it's almost and it's not like cool that way, but there it's kind of special that way because like I don't know, we're just there, held it, and it just felt different. Now I'm not, I don't know what it was. It just felt like everyone was in in sync. I mean, there's always gonna be people that have kind of some kind of little beefs. People don't like each other, whatever. But like that's what PX is about. It's just kind of. Yeah, there was no like issues with it. together. And yeah, I think he said those words one scene unity and all this stuff like grew from that. It's just those three simple words made all this this comp and this barbecue and the, the mindset. It's really simple, but it's it, it's something that uh yeah we stand by and we really take seriously. So yeah, we like we straight ripped that stuff off. You know, Rick Blythe, he was probably the first person. Oh, I'm still not the first person ever to say it, but I mean, he was the first person that pushed it. And AJ and Face Rat, he was pushing. Once in unity, and I don't know, just like something that kind of made sense, and we just kind of pushed it our in our area, and then it seems like you know everybody's just like, oh, like we can do this every, everywhere. It doesn't it doesn't matter where you're from, it doesn't matter where you're at. It's, you know, it's what you're about. You know, it doesn't matter if you're from somewhere in Indiana or California or if you're in like Japan. You know, shit's easy. It's an easy concept, right? It doesn't matter what you sound like. It doesn't matter what you look like. 
you know, we were all in the same, you know, come here because this is where we belong. We don't belong, you know, I don't feel do. We still go to the movies and world or shit, but I mean, whatever normal people do, like, we just don't really belong there. You know, we don't, it's just not where we belong. This is where we belong. Like, everybody kind of grasps onto that and it becomes their thing, you know? And everybody should, you know, have those, like, localized kind of showcase things. Not everyone has to do it, but I mean, it's not a bad idea, right? You know, everyone can, can kind of gain from that. And you have kids that come together, you know, and it's older dudes and older dudes and ladies helping out younger dudes and ladies kind of, kind of see that like, oh, you don't have to like, you know, be a tough little kid. You know, you don't, you don't have to get beat up. You don't have to like, you know, you can call like everyone's welcome. You know, that's just kind of how, that's just the kind of message that we wanted because I saw it just being like weird, like little kids, like too meek to start that pit, you know, just, it just seemed like people were just, I don't say like a high school dance where people goes and I was just like, I was just stand there. Like, like, you know, we're off in the same area. And I always said it was embarrassing. It's like a, a touring band came through and was like, Oh yeah, do you know this band? And like someone, um, I don't really know them. Maybe they live 15 minutes away from are. You know what I mean? Like that kind of stuff was just weird to me. And it was just like, I don't know. I feel like I'm rambling. Rainbow King right here. Yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, no, no, that's yeah, totally fine. Like, you know, easy concepts. Yeah. And I, 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 I definitely back that because, uh, uh, being out here and, and just in general, like I, I, I just try to, uh, you know, not get involved in like, uh, you know, too many social circles because, uh, you know, there's always like weird like politics and like, you know, popularity contests because like w- when I go to a hardcore show, I'm there to see the friends, you know, that I have and I'm down to meet new people, uh, you know, who uh, are, are, you know, truly down to su- support the scene, support the bands and keep the shit going. Um, so I, I, I try to, you know, just uh, not get too involved because uh, uh, obviously I, I know there are beefs. Not everybody's gonna like each other, which is totally fine. I, I don't expect everybody to to get along. But uh, what, when I think about uh, you know my scene, like the Orange County scene, or just the Southern California scene in general, like I want to see everybody do good. I want to see awesome bands come out and be able to perform, and I want everybody to know about them because there are bands that, uh, for whatever reason, get overlooked. Uh, you know, whether it be because like they're not the cool kids or people just don't want to support them uh, because they think they, they don't like them. Uh, but it's just like, I think to be able to put on a, like a unity barbecue or just like a showcase for what's going on currently in the area is really important. And it's a cool thing because there are bands that you go see live that you probably uh, wouldn't even think twice to, um, you know, listen to them on Spotify or Bandcamp, but you hear them live and you enjoy it. And that totally changes your whole outlook on the band. And, you know, now you're driving home like, holy shit, I got to add that to my playlist or I got to start listening to that band more because you kind of realize that you like them when you thought you didn't. So I I think it's cool that uh, you guys were able to do the first one. And it is kind of special that it wasn't filmed because if I'm going to be honest, uh, seeing the flyer and uh, thinking about that uh, show, I was expecting, you know, at least somebody to show up and film it. But when I come to find out that the only thing that I could see was like those Instagram uh, snippets, I felt kind of like sad because I was like, holy shit, like I hear so many awesome things about that show and, uh, you know, how it went down. But uh, outside of hearing people's memories of it, like that's all I get. Uh, so it, it is like like this weird special thing that it, it didn't get filmed, uh, you know, which is cool. But I'm hoping uh, maybe at, at the second one, maybe at least a set or something can get filmed or maybe you guys will keep yeah. that, that, that trend going and not film it. I don't know. 
think if you search like Unity Barbecue Quaker Town on YouTube, there are a couple of things on there. But yeah, overall, it's like not nothing really. I th- one thing I liked about the the uh, first barbecue is I don't I don't know if this is a Northeast thing or or what, but the show was in like a uh, it was in like a church hall, which is like that's like kind of shows I grew up going to. It wasn't like like a venue per se, but it was literally just like a like a rec room or like a and uh, we built like a stage out of like. Um, pallets and plywood for it like it was and, oh, wow. and we just had like a standard pa so it wasn't like you know just that little literal church and that's like my favorite kind of show like a church hall or like a fire yeah. hall or like a v like a vfw yeah, or something that's like that's the kind of shows i grew up going to so it's cool to like take it back to like our roots you know what i mean and uh no, no i i definitely know what you're saying because I, I feel like in the early 2000s, that's what it was like down here because like there weren't like a lot of like solid venues going on. So people were booking shows in like YMCA's or just renting out random VFW halls or even like I've shown up to uh, like these like like office parks where they literally had like an office building rented out just like one unit, um, but they turned it yeah. into a venue. So uh, th- and those were definitely really fun. Just like showing up and hoping you were at the right location for the show. Uh, looking yeah. for like the cluster of like you know kids in dark like clothes. Uh, you like, yeah. You like show up and like the like the fire like the fire chief is there and you're like the first people there and he's like kind of confused but you're like hoping he just leaves soon before more people show up because he has no idea what's about to happen in his fire hall. <laughs> all right, yeah, you guys like got to be out of here by eleven. It's like a hundred bucks. You're like, all right, man. Like, yeah, we're just gonna couple people here playing music and then people just know like two hundred people are gonna be there like not destroying the place but like if he's if, he sees it, he would, he would be like shocked. You know what I mean, you just hope he gets out of there before the chaos ensues, I guess. That's like, that's like a pearl in itself. Miss. Yeah. There's no way to really explain moshing to like a, like a normal person who like no. doesn't understand the culture because they just see like, uh, you know, like they, they can see somebody like two stepping and think it's like super violent. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. He's totally on there. Man, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. We've had I mean, definitely a weird situation for that where the, or comes back in the middle of the show, sees people dancing and, and uh, are ripping them up. And yeah, it's super weird. Everyone's just like, what are you doing? But they don't realize that this guy has no idea what's going on. He's just trying to like... Someone's never seen it before. It's pretty... Protect pretty insane. Whatever it's the view. When an outsider, I guess. One thing I, I wanted to ask you guys. Uh, so uh, I was at FYA. I didn't get a hoodie. Has there been any talks or any thought of maybe doing some merch in the like interim since you guys have been off? Uh, yeah, so we did we did do the the maroon hoodies and another shirt, right? And then um, to your case did the um, the Batman uh, Batman villain ripoff. It's like the little uh, guy with Brass City. No, Lennon did a shirt too. It was like the blue. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Dog. And yeah. then Brass City just did the Mushmouth Revolve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we've done stuff here and there. We were kind of like, you know, now that you just said that, like it's winter, it's like January here. We should just, we should do more. Those hoodies are cool. We yeah. should just throw more up. So awesome. yeah. we, we did put maroons, maroon ones up, but I want to say it was like, when was that? Like probably towards the end of winter, like spring. Yeah. Like, so maybe it wasn't the best time to sell them. I don't know. Do a lot of them. So it's like, yeah, we did, we do need to do something. Yeah, and uh, Ant, Ant and Carter are working on a discography of everything we have so far, just to, know, just to have something else, you know, just to put everything onto like one release so far, and maybe a little couple uh, there. And then uh, obviously in lieu, in the, in the meantime, while we finish up our actual release, yeah, we're still working on it. We're working yeah. on that that record. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually, oh, yeah. um, actually looking forward to the discography CD because I 
uh, I've never like collected CDs, and this is like me inserting uh, uh, my uh, K-pop fascination into the conversation, which I try to do every podcast. Um, hold on, I, I'm going to turn off my my background for everybody listening. We're on Zoom, and I have a virtual background on, so I, I got to show you guys this real quick. Um, but so like listening to to K-pop and like um like they don't really do vinyl, so I, I've been like buying these like albums. Hold on, just uh, so like. I'll go this way so you, you can kind of see like see there's like the one scene unity and then there's yeah. uh there's uh xavier's uh, cd right there but then like all these yeah. right here are all like k-pop albums okay so i'm like uh you know adding to my collection and like actually like buying like cds now uh, yeah, so cool. i, I, I know like cds are making like a comeback like yeah. I, it's crazy as it sounds yeah yeah so I'm really stoked to be able to purchase your guys a CD and I'm actually going to put it in my car because my car still has a CD player. My car is like from 2016. So I'm looking forward to being able to drive around and listen to payback on CD. Yeah, we're, we're psyched for that. That'll be, that'll be cool. Hopefully coming soon. Yeah. Do you guys, do you guys know how soon do you guys want to break some news and drop a release date? Uh, I don't remember. Uh, I don't think we're equipped to, you know, yeah, but uh, <laughs> the armor work has been, Almost finish and because Car, I I can't. I, we honestly have no idea. But Carter is like he is on top of his releases. He yeah he uh he has an idea and he has a release. He's, he he like speeds through it to get it out. Yeah. he's like constantly putting out stuff. He for as crazy as twenty twenty was with music and live and all that with you know obviously everything going on. He's still from within still seemed to do a good amount of stuff for it being like a year with virtually no shows. So, so I imagine it's coming soon. Yeah. 10, 11. So we've got 13 things here. Yeah. That, and that was awesome to, to see them uh, from within, uh, you know, love Carter. And I, I was happy to see them stay busy and be able to put out, uh, you know, awesome stuff throughout the year to, to, to keep people, you know, uh, yeah. busy uh, checking out new bands and then just keeping people you know stoked and just uh, staying relevant because I, I feel like that's just something uh, is a challenge within itself to 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 be able to be so busy and to to, to stay relevant but not become like corny or like you know or, or just become like oversaturated with like with your own stuff so I, I feel like they've done like a really good job and that's why I love from within records like not only be, because of like the good music like that's awesome but then also like uh, I, I just love Carter uh, talking to him he's always been good to me so I, I will always like support that record label yeah it's a great level. love him love the guy love the guy yeah that's my that's my favorite thing out right now is from within he's got some cool stuff coming too so right. that Warren that Warren LP is gonna be awesome Dude, I got trolled the other day because I, I saw that uh, the the singer uh, Dan posted a video on YouTube and it was like, oh, you know, new Warren or whatever. And Carter posted. I was like, oh, I guess I'm out of the loop. Like, let me go on YouTube and search out this video. And I go and I, I got like Rick rolled and I was like, OK, this is <laughs> this is not what I was expecting. I, I thought it was like actual like new music, but um, it's 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 down. It's it's coming soon. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I and I seriously love that band. And oh, I, yeah. and I love like, you know, their area, Grant Wilkes-Barre, like all those dudes have been super nice and super great to me. So to be able to see them get together with From Within, it's just like a super awesome matchup and I'm stoked to see it. But all right. I, I seriously appreciate you guys, uh, you know, being the first guest of the year. Uh, and um, Andrew and Keith, I, I appreciate you guys willing to work with my schedule and making this happen. So I know I, I've been oh, bug yeah. bugging you guys for, for a bit just to make it happen. So I, I seriously appreciate you guys willing to take the time and make it happen. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Thanks yeah. for uh, doing it. I know it's a little, I mean, it's not early, early, but early here on your 
coast. So thanks for working with us too, because we're hard. We're uh, kind of hard to link up with sometimes, but uh, I'm glad it worked out. Okay. And before we go, is there anything you guys want to say or shout out? Uh, yeah, I have, I have a whole list of things here from that came out this year, but I don't even go through every single thing, but the ones in unity comp make sure if you haven't heard that yet, you just listen to it, you know, at least pick it up if you can. Um, stuff that came out Philly wise this year, um, struck nerve LP came out on young blood. Good. On young blood, yeah. Great record. Fixation had their um, three-song promo. Lowside had a two-song promo. Drowse got a promo and an LP. Nothing put out a new record. Um, one-on-one. Check that out. That's yeah, one-on-one on one is good stuff. From Within Records. Uh, Mike from Enemy Mind singing. It's mean. It's hard. It's Keith mean. sings on it. So uh, Oh, yeah. That's right. I got that one. It's good. Joe Harcourt's on it. Joe Harcourt yeah. podcast is good. And they got more music coming out. I think Dom is on. Yeah, Dom is on one of the new songs coming out. That's good stuff. Um, choice to make one step, put out, uh, that promo with the turning point single or turning point cover. Um, you got code orange face Rec put out a single code orange LP. One of the craziest things I've ever heard in my life. Mm-hmm. You're the knife record. It's probably the best. I really like the promo that they did when they first bought Tyler on, but this thing, I think lyrically and musically, it's crazy. Um, but yeah, check out From Within. They keep doing stuff. Make sure you check out Streets of Hate and Days as well. I feel like those three kind of all go together in the same category of like once I call it one scene. I don't know what else to call it. Like it's just like bands that have like a gritty kind of me. I don't know, gritty mean sound. All the same idea. Uh, my, probably my favorite thing, like EP wise, was the Pain Truth record. That thing is like, I was so bummed that we couldn't we couldn't be moshing to that. That is like. Six songs or six songs. That shit's awesome. Um, trying to think what else we got here. Alpha Justice keeps putting out little things here. They just did the morning split that came out on New Year's. They did their discography last year and they did the uh, split with Sector that CD. That shit was awesome. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the Sector also put out their tape. Um, yeah, that's all I have here. I'm, probably, I'm missing a ton of stuff. There's actually a lot more stuff that came out this year. And like, I just, my brain doesn't work right. But that's, the, I think, once the unit comes on here. All right, yeah, and we forgot to um, talk about the Eco Strike record. Another Promise is still one of the best hardcore songs ever written. They, re- they re-recorded it, and the whole LP is insane. Listen to it. And uh, our boy Matt Carl just put out the Grid- Gridiron um, EP. You should listen to that, too. So that's good. That's good. Um, sort of PA hardcore, even though he was in Maryland now, but he's still <laughs> he's still PA at heart. Um, I know we're missing a bunch of other things, but hell yeah. Is that it, or Andrew? You got anything? Um, besides what he said, like I said, the this is hardcore podcast is good. I think yeah. you and him got the best uh, best podcast going right now, hardcore wise. So, oh yeah, Congrats. yeah. It's you guys. That podcast and this podcast and Great America too. Uh, Great America podcast. I started listening to that. Great America. What did I say? Great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my brain doesn't work. But anyways, if you go back and listen to the first couple, too, I did that as well as mm-hmm. some newer ones. Oh my god, man, they they will crack you up. The first Stickman podcast had me like in tears. I was just laughing so hard between um, Joe and Richie and Stickman all talking. I was cracking up and anyone that, that joe is on to joe hardcore on their podcast they just the way they talk like you said it earlier just listen to them talk telling them stories 
one where they go to uh, they go up and help uh, Craig Sickenwall like do some yard work or uh, barn work. <laughs> oh my god, man, that one had me cracking up. With Craig on there too. It's just like I don't know, man. All three of your podcasts are completely different, but like keeps me. There's other there's other good podcasts out there, but I'm so it's so hard for me to podcasts. Like I just. Well, I definitely appreciate the kind words. And yeah, the, check out those other two podcasts, the This Is Hardcore podcast and the Post America podcast. It's uh, you know really great listens, especially like those other two, just to, to be able to hear those um, other guys talk about their experiences in hardcore and their current takes on hardcore. For me, I'm uh, looking at them as like, you know, like, like you know, like my like elder statesmen, people who've been around, yeah. who've been like, you know, uh, like solidified in like our subculture. I, I think it's really important and um, and awesome for people to, to go and listen because uh it's not every day that you get to listen to guys like that tell these awesome stories. So um, take advantage of it while you can and while they're still around. But seriously, I, I appreciate you guys. Um, I, I hope uh, you know the, the rest of the year is awesome for both of you. And I seriously um, would like to talk to you guys again whenever the record drops. Hopefully, we can do that in the future. Um, but, yeah, absolutely. But but seriously, thank thank you guys again for for taking the time to to sit down and talk to me. I I, I always appreciate it. And um, we'll uh, do this again, and we'll be back soon. All right, make sure you listen to Tina Payne as well. I forgot that in my list. Yeah. Make sure you listen to that. The comp song and the record. It's all good. That's all I have. We got Max Holloway coming up, so uh, make sure uh, he knocks out Calvin Cater and uh, gets that title back. All right. There you guys have it.